Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Movie Brats podcast. I am Carter and joining me as always is Jonathan. How are you doing, Jonathan? Uh, well, I'm doing okay even though I was in a car accident recently and I went to a movie and someone shot someone in the leg and uh, ran out of the theater. Uh, but I'm safe. I've just had kind of a rough uh, few days. Yeah, some serious trauma to go along with uh, the pair of horror movies that we are reviewing this week, Us and Climax. And we're going to start with Us, which I believe was the movie at which the shooting occurred at the theater you went to. Is that correct? Right. I had seen it uh, Thursday night uh, before, but I was going to see Dragged Across Concrete. I drove over 90 minutes to North Carolina, and there was a shooting at the Concord Mills Mall. They were arguing over seats at a screening of us, and someone pulled a gun and shot someone in the leg and ran out of the theater. And as far as I know, they you know, they didn't catch them then. There's, they ran out of the theater, and I went, and there was a literal trail of blood still in the lobby and i got a refund but i had seen i have seen us uh, before so i'm glad <laughs> i wasn't at that screening oh my god that's uh, almost as like surreal and unbelievable as the movie itself which is a real head trip it's a follow-up of jordan peele to get out which was such a sensation when it came out uh, a couple years ago in 2017 and some really high expectations going into the movie because Get Out was such a sensation, winning uh, the original screenplay uh, at the Oscars. And Us, another one that he wrote and produced and directed and was very much the creative force behind. A uh, lot of anticipation, Lupita Nyong'o, her first starring role. Um, it's about, I mean, it's sort of about a home invasion and doppelganger of Lupita Nyong'o, but... It's hard to discuss the plot details without giving away a lot of spoilers because it's a very <laughs> twisty and sort of spoiler-heavy movie. Um, but so should we go ahead and talk about it? Or, well, we uh, can just sort of generally talk about it, and we'll see if we get into spoilers, and we'll alert people to skip ahead if they don't want to hear it. But just sort of generally, like, what were your impressions of the movie, especially as a follow-up to Get Out? I don't think it's as strong. I think it's a more overtly horror it's more of an overt horror film it's a white knuckle thriller you know much more action-packed um and it works on that level i don't think as social commentary i think it's more muddled and isn't quite as successful i think get out is just incredibly tight and smart and just like almost diamond sharp in its commentary but i feel like us is it, it has a really good concept but my problem with the film is that it tries to somewhat explain it towards the end and it just they either should have just taken the concept and run with it or had some really good explanation but i think the ending just kind of you know it tries to give a this kind of muddled explanation but as a thrill ride as an entertainment the acting you know it, it's a very well-made film i just think that it, it it's not as as strong uh, as Get Out is. Well, how do you think of it as just a, a horror movie, say, in comparison to something like the Halloween remake that came out last year? Do you think it's effective as a horror movie? Well, it's not scary at all. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I mean, but movies don't scare me. Like, there have literally been, like, seven films that have ever scared me. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a list of films that Peel gave the cast to watch, Uh 
as inspiration. Some of them I saw could see references to like funny games. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, the Babadook, it follows the birds. Um, there's a number of uh, interesting films. He suggested the cast watch, uh, uh, martyrs, which is a really disturbing film. Very, very violent. But, uh, you know, it's like you've seen this film before. Mm-hmm. Like it pulls from a lot of different... And very uh, much wears its uh, influences on its sleeve. Um, right. In very unsubtle ways. Right. It, it's. I mean, it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like Get Out was, too. It has the... You know, it's just like with this one, they're actually producing doubles and it's not just taking over people. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I, I, for a while I was kind of disappointed with the film. I thought it was kind of silly and I, I was like, this isn't really scary. Her doing that voice. I was like, <laughs> th- like that's not scary to me. Uh-huh. And uh, and it's just – but, I, I mean, I enjoyed it and I, I actually really enjoyed Elizabeth Moss and the white couple. Yes. And like when they go to the other house, I thought it kind of picked up some. Yes, um, I thought the middle – the second act was definitely the strongest uh, with the two sort of home invasion sections. Uh, like you said, Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker, who play the couple that's sort of the friends, a little bit of upper class family than uh, Lupita Nyong'o's and Winston Duke's black family. Uh, <laughs> the scene where there's a violent incident at their home is probably the most effective set piece and is the best display of the sort of offbeat humor mixed with extreme violence that Jordan Peele is really good at and seems to be one of the defining characteristics of his style. Um, It's used to music in that scene. (laughs) Yes, is exceptional. Um, Really creative use of uh, good vibrations by the Beach Boys and uh, Fuck the Police by N.W.A. Um, But yeah, adding on to that, sort of, uh, what were your impressions uh, with the actors? Lupita Nyong'o, a lot of people are praising her lead performance. She is sort of dual roles as uh, Adelaide, the main character, and her doppelganger, Red. I don't really understand why. The doppelganger names, to me, are very wild. I don't really understand. I mean, it's hard not to get into spoilers, but a lot of the things with the doppelgangers become a little bit confusing and very muddled uh, in the movie. Wow. Go a long way to try to explain it, and it only leads to more questions. <laughs> like I said before, it's tough to talk about the plot without giving away a lot, but just keeping it sort of on the acting performances. Like you mentioned, Elizabeth Moss was really impressive. Uh, do you think Lupita's lived up to the hype, and uh, maybe even the child actors? Oh, I think Lupita is a ter- tremendous actress. I think that one of the greatest performances of this uh, this uh, decade so far is uh, her performance in Twelve Years a Slave, which was her first um, movie. I know she had worked in the film business for quite a while, but that was her first acting. Like, did you know that she like I don't know she she did some other she was in some other aspect of the film uh, world, but um, yeah, I uh, she does a really good job of being the loving mother, and you know you know argumentative you know quibbles with the family and her husband and you know kissing with her husband and doing all that she's very good at doing that and she's also good at being like freaky weird horror movie like you know reciting weird passages you don't know what she's talking about mm-hmm. she's good at she's good at playing uh the the two sides and she really I, I'm actually, impressive control of her body and her movements seem very studied especially in her depiction of the doppelganger character and it was a really unsettling just the way she moved. Uh, you seem to have a little bit of a... I mean, th- a lot of people I could imagine thinking the voice she used was funny and maybe took you out of the movie a little bit. But uh, it wasn't really scary, but 
I thought it was effective at giving me a sort of weird sensation. It definitely made me think of the character. In a, uh, I mean, a weird, it was un, it was unlike a lot of voices I've heard in movies before. I'll say that much. Um, whether or not it was effective is a different question. Right. Well, I mean, I think that it. D- well, I, I don't want to. If we're not going to get into spoilers, I mean, I, I want to. Well, we talk can about uh, we can go ahead and do that. If you haven't seen the movie, you can skip ahead maybe five minutes. So basically, I think we're supposed to assume that the real character, the you know, the normal human, she's the one that's been trapped in the laboratory all these years, and mm-hmm. she decides to you know plot this doppelganger attack and that her doppelganger has been the one with the family uh, and out in the real world right yes Yes. there's been some sort of maybe government experience maybe private sector where they created clones of maybe every american maybe only americans in a small section of california but uh at the beginning of the movie we see lupita nyango's character as a child go to a the fun park uh and she sees her doppelganger in the window and then at the end of the movie we're led to believe that the mother the innocent good uh you know side of the two doppelgangers is actually the one who was the dopp- the the clone from the beginning um and it uh, it's hard a lot I like that twist, words, but I but... think the problem that the thing that film doesn't work is that it tries to explain the doppelgangers when it should have just been like a metaphor that you just have to accept and you have to mm-hmm. figure out what is the film trying to say. And when they have it like, oh, it's the government actually cloning people. Yeah. That was kind of ineffective to me. And they should have just kept it as this scientific fantasy horror conceit. They should just run with it. And I don't like them having this kind of muddled explanation like her standing in the classroom and all the rabbits like yeah. that doesn't make the rabbits just... were very weird like they were the food source of the doppelgangers but like what were the rabbits eating why were there so many of them they're just well, a like lot of <laughs> it's like because it's like the, uh you know the idea you know that they reproduce well i know yeah too. but yeah. they like reproduce but then they starve to death but they're eaten before they starve to death I mean, they could have had some carrots down there. I think a little bit of a mixed diet for the clones of rabbit plus carrots would have been very healthy for them. And another thing is, why do they look? Why are they not like? I mean, are they getting haircuts? Or are they cutting their nails? I mean, the less questions asked about the doppelgangers is probably the better because it doesn't make a lot of sense under a lot of scrutiny. And like you said, the trying to explain it only leads to more questions about it. So if they hadn't explained it at all, maybe we wouldn't be so concerned about what doesn't make sense in the movie. Um, and it has the whole film opens. It's interesting. Both us and Climax open with old TV and footage, in, you know, setting up the plot. And there's VHSs on the side that are, you can read into maybe references in the film. Uh, but the in us, there's all this talk about the hands across America. I think it's what it's called where people are from coast to coast linking hands. And I kind of like that idea. And I mean, to me, part of, I mean, I've seen people write about how the title has two meanings, us and, you know, U S yeah. yeah. And that the, you know, part of the interpretation of the film is that, you it's know, about it's, class discrimination and, uh, like the, the, the twist in the end showing that despite Lupita Nyong'o's character being, 
from the underworld a clone only given the opportunities to, to succeed she can succeed and when the opportunity is taken away from her other characters she does not have the ability to succeed it's very heavy-handed in a lot of ways and it seems like he was more concerned with getting the themes across than actually making a coherent movie and it felt get out as much as it is concerned with making big statements uh it's really works as a tight movie in a way that us really doesn't and it's a little bit disappointing that he's letting the uh concern for big ideas get in the way of just making a good movie i don't mind him being confounding and enigmatic and having loose ends but i feel like too often in the film i would say it's muddled or it doesn't it has ideas that it doesn't visualize or dramatize in a way like it, it just doesn't come together quite. but overall i think it has a lot of really effective uh, and i think just on a purely entertainment level it's very entertaining uh-huh. uh but i i think that as a i mean i i don't know if you i think would you call this film a satire? I mean, I think Get Out is more overtly a satire, yeah. but I would say maybe the political commentary is not as uh, strong and cohesive yes. as in his first film. I mean, it's a horror, which uh, that's one of the problems with the movie is its tone. And I sound like I'm criticizing a lot. I liked it. I would probably give it, you know, four out of five, a seven out of ten, something like that. It was, it was a good movie that I'll definitely watch again. And but it's one that. Uh, I mean, maybe even thinking about it is more interesting than the movie itself was. That might be harsh to say, but... Uh, I mean, just like the last third of the movie kind of lost me. and I, I mean, I love Get Out, and it's it's tough, to, you know, to make a follow-up to that, but... Um, I mean, it's going to do really well. I mean, it's going to lead to him getting more opportunities to make movies in the future. And I'm really excited for where Jordan Peele's career is going to go after this, but... Uh, in a lot of ways, this feels like one he needed to get out of his system and will be a good learning experience uh for whatever he wants to make in the future and just figuring out his personal style um which is uh you know going to be important for him in the long run yeah he's doing the twilight zone reboot which has been rebooted a lot but it looks like he could be you know the best since the original mm-hmm. he's gotten some really talented actors involved in it seth rogan and yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I wonder if he'll just continue to make horror films, thrillers, whether he's going to go to a comedy. He's mm-hmm. not directed a you know, overt comedy. Yeah, and I've seen like articles already comparing him to Alfred Hitchcock, which is, you know, like getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, yeah, because it, it hadn't delivered anything close to that. I mean, Get Out is a good movie, but even their like subject matter is very different like <laughs> alfred hitchcock's movies maybe with the exception of and there's definitely subtext but a lot of his movies are more just concerned with uh i mean like delivering a well-crafted movie uh in a way that jordan peele i think is more concerned with uh with themes and easter eggs in a way that i mean i think like maybe even uh, kubrick is something that like the shining kind of thing is something that feels much more tonally similar than anything hitchcock did right well i'm I'm definitely intrigued to see what he's going to continue to do in his career Mm -hmm. but um so uh we also saw another horror film of sorts uh called (laughs) uh uh, well it's one of those films maybe it's not so much a horror film it's just a horrifying film yes uh 
we saw a climax. I saw it with my mom and younger brother while I was on spring break in Florida. And uh, my mom hated it and turned to me and like, I did not need to see that movie. I also saw Enter the Void with my mom in a theater, which is like high on the list of like movies that normal people shouldn't see with their mother. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say about climax. I'm well, not let's sure. Let's just give a quick synopsis of it first. It's, there's a dance a bad- troupe in France and I think is the early 90s where Sophia Boutella's character gets like 24 dancers and she interviews them at the beginning of the movie and asks them a lot of inter- interrogatory questions about whether the you know what they feel about dance and all this sort of stuff and then at their get together they have sangria that's laced with LSD and it just totally it hits is- the fan from there it's a descent into hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's someone's described it as like uh, solo meets step up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure uh, how much substance there is to the film. But as an experiential, you know, ex- as an experience, it's a hell of a ride, and it's incredibly well made on a technical level. The long on a technical level, it is really well made. Um, right, but uh, I, I, I'm more in line thinking with your mom on on this movie that it maybe is something <laughs> that I, was not my cup of tea. There were definitely parts of it. There's a, uh, I mean, that were just really incredible and like, uh, but it it felt really long, and it's not a very long movie. It's only 96 minutes, but during stretches of it, like there's a scene where we just cut back and forth between different uh, dancers talking to each other, and it seemed like it lasted forever. Uh, there were just stretches like that where I'm just like, what am I watching? You're watching an art film. <laughs> and I mean, it really goes crazy at the end when everybody's, uh, very much in their LSD, LSD, uh, infused, uh, just crazy ramblings. Um, it reminded me of mother in the way that it, everything just totally went insane and just everything just kept getting crazier and crazier and like ah, where is this going and it just like ah. it just took you to places you did not expect to see when uh when you stepped into the movie theater and i probably should have been knowing that it's gaspar no who likes to make wild wild movies yeah gaspar Noah. yeah i i mean i i liked it more than us I would have to say, really? I mean, I, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's like Gaspar Noe like knows exactly what he's doing, and well, it's it's the thing of uh, us has you know more substance, whether it's a you know completely effective or not, uh, than climax. Uh, but I think climax is like an even better technical achievement, and it's it's you know really a marvel. And and you know us is like effective, and you know it's entertaining, but it's kind of feels like it's this movie and this movie and this movie. Mm-hmm. And climax is just like so original and you know visually personal. it's really stunning in a lot of sections. Yeah, there's it's a like dance scene man. before they're on acid where. It's just ridiculous, and it's more impressive than uh, you know anything I saw from Step Up or any sort of dance movie I've ever seen, even yeah. like Magic it's, Mike. Yeah, it's like Birdman in that the film looks like uh, there's a lo- long section of the film look like they're one uninterrupted well, apparently shot. Apparently, there's, there's a shot that lasts 42 minutes in it, which I really? didn't even notice when I was watching the movie, uh, which yeah. sort of and, is a testament to the mesmerizing quality of it that I didn't even notice that these shots were lasting for, you know, extreme lengths, like 42 minutes is really ridiculous. 
I, I, uh, I mean, the camera like goes upside down and it goes through hallways. And um, I just, I don't know. It, it's like with Gaspar Noe, you just kind of got to give yourself over and descend into hell with him. And I, uh, I like, I, I don't think that necessarily the film is, you know, it, it's, it's much more than what's you're, you know, just watching in the moment and just kind of the crazy ride. But uh, I, I don't know. The dancing's really incredible, and uh, I think that it's just it, it, it's a tour de force of you know bonkers filmmaking and i like the fact that he like completely messes with the you know structure of a film you have the end credits at the beginning you have the opening titles in the middle yeah, and that was wild i thought like that the theater was playing the wrong thing like five minutes into the movie we see what is actually the end of the movie it like gets back to it after we've yeah. seen everything that happened during the night, and we get the end credits that say directed by Gaspar Noe, we get all of the song credits. So we see all of the songs that end up playing during the movie. Yeah. It like it really felt weird. I was like, did they start the movie at the wrong place? Yeah, I guess I really I'm, hadn't uh, seen anything like that before, so that was really cool. Yeah, well, I've seen all of Gaspar Noe's previous feature films, and Enter the Void has maybe the best opening title sequence ever in cinema history. It's like two <laughs> hours. It's game. like uh, two. It's like two hours and twenty. Uh, it's like two. Uh, two minutes and 20 seconds of just like uh, seizure inducing titles, just flashing strobing and all different fonts. And it's just, it goes dun, 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 and it's just amazing. But uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, climax is nuts. And I, like I said, I don't think it necessarily has that much to say, but I, th- it's I not a movie really... I'd recommend to a lot of people. Oh no, I wouldn't recommend. Well, it's one of those. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't say that it's not a good one to start with with Gaston I actually think it might be one of his more accessible films because, yeah. you know, even though it's rated R, it's not that violent or like it, it, it's, it's disturbing. Not, yeah, but it, but compared to Irreversible, uh, it's yeah. it's one of his you know it's it's one of his nicer films. Uh, I mean, we do see a pregnant woman repeatedly punched in the stomach. Until she bleeds, yeah. yeah. But it's like, uh, and and then there's like, you know, you talk about long sequences going on. There's like a ten minute sequence where it's literally just like Dante's Inferno, where they're just like writhing around on the floor, and it's like red, and you can't even like tell who's who hardly. And I don't know. I I, I enjoyed the kind of, you know, in it, it's. I admire when a filmmaker just really goes all out and is like, this is exactly the movie I want to make. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just a fun, insane ride. And, um, well maybe fun's not the word, but it's an experience. It is an experience. And yeah. as often as I think originals thrown around it, like people call us original, but just like it out, it's a lot of just repackaging of other stuff. Climax is a truly original movie. Like, <laughs> I have no idea how the idea came to him. Uh, apparently, it's based on a real incident, but... They like, said that about The Strangers, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some movies where it's like, oh, one night 20 years ago, I walked outside and I got scared, and that was based on a true story. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend uh, Irreversible. That's the one I really only recommend to like, you know, people that truly are prepared for something messed up. Like That one has like a... 10 minute anal rape scene in one shot and it's like and the guy gets his face bashed in with a fire extinguisher uh but climax is one day i mean i i feel like we say it this has a good score film. i mean there's a lot of like you said fun there are fun aspects to it 
Like the, in the, the, the first 20, theater. 30 minutes, you're like, this is a good time at the movies. <laughs> like, it's a little bit weird, but cool music, cool dance sequences. It's a little bit funny. And then it yeah. just like totally and goes off like, the rails. It's like locking kids in electric closets, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> and pregnant women being ba- bashed in the stomach. And uh, yeah, and I love the re- I won't give away the ending, but I love the reveal of like the last shot of the film and it's mm-hmm. slowly fading to white and the title comes up mm-hmm. and then it just ends like there's no in credits. We already saw we it. Saw- <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, I recommend I actually say this would actually be a good one to start with with him yeah. if you've never seen any of his films. But just know that it's, um, you know, it's an uh, it, it's not everyone's cup of tea. But I do recommend seeing it in a theater. If you want to feel like you're seeing cutting edge experimental cinema and go brag about it to people, this is definitely one <laughs> that you could see and not be totally freaked out by. Um, and A24 released it, so it got a pretty good, uh, you know, release. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was playing at a pretty big theater uh, where I saw it in <laughs> Richmond, which was honestly surprising. I thought it was going to be at a different one. I was, uh, I was I was walking out of a movie. Um, I, I also saw fight, fighting with my family on spring break, but uh, I was walking out of that, and I was really excited because Climax was opening, and I walked past a group of kids, and I said, I, I got a movie to recommend. I'm really excited for Climax. I said, how old are you? And they're like, oh, we're 14, 15. I was like, oh, no, don't go see this. Don't go see this. <laughs> it's like you oh don't, my God, don't, yeah. rec- don't recommend Gaspar Noe films to 14-year-olds. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, we have two horror films that have one-word titles. Um, you and... might have convinced me I might like Climax better. Um, just because, I mean, Us was so muddled and Gaspar Noe knew exactly what he was doing with Climax. So <laughs> as like a fully formed movie, Climax in a lot of ways works better. Um, and was definitely a, a very original experience. And it's like us is even though it has like twists and turns, it's kind of like nothing in it is like oh my gosh shocking and yeah. climax like you really don't know where it's going. I mean, I, I knew the basic plot going in, but you, you, like you don't know who's going to get lit on fire and who's going to get punched and who's going to get their you know cut with a razor. Or, mm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, ending verdict on us. Uh, I mean, good movie. I'd recommend it to way more people than I'd recommend climax to. Um, and I don't think a lot of people would be crazy disappointed with it, although you know it's very befuddling at times. And is I would not... give I'd give us three and a half out of five, and I'd give Climax four out of five. That's what I'm I think. That's fair. I mean, I could see a lot of people. It's definitely a love it or hate it. It's one of those ones where it can you know there are people that leave midway during the movie, and then people that give it a twenty minute standing ovation. Very <laughs> much one of those kind of movies, but. Uh, they're both still playing nationwide. Uh, if you want to have, I mean, it'd make a wild double feature. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, us will play forever. Uh, but uh, climax uh, is one of those movies that will play. You know, it opened pretty wide, but it's not going to play around forever. And it will truly be a different experience if you were to watch it at home. It's something we say yeah, a lot, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't and, imagine what it would be like watching that at home. And now I don't do drugs, but I would not recommend seeing Climax on drugs. I think that would be a hellish experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the film is like being on drugs. That's the point. It's that it's this kind of roaming, insane camera work. And it's, uh, you know, so there's no reason to take drugs. The film itself is It's like a Hieronymus Bosch painting brought to life. It's... (laughs) 
Yeah, but it's amazing that like the dancing is really incredible. It's just that there's all this depravity and violence and horror going on around it. Uh, you know, they're still dancing throughout the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is yeah. still a dance movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, those two films are worth seeing. Um, we'll try to be a little more consistent in doing one every week uh, for quite a while. Uh, yeah, so the next spring we'll uh, schedule was proved a little bit hectic with the spring break and weddings and stuff like that but next week if you want a little bit of homework i think we're gonna see the beach bum which is harmony Corrine's most recent movie with uh, matthew mcconaughey which i i don't really have a great feel for the trailer i couldn't tell if it was a comedy or like uh more like it's spring breakers was which was a very weird crime thriller um yeah spring breakers i think is one of the most important films of the decade ooh. so far yeah. So we'll see I, if uh, Beach Bum lives up to that. Well, I mean, I, I definitely want to see it. I'm a Harmony Corinne completist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, Tim Burton has a new giant film out, Dumbo, which I think I'm going to go see because I see all of his movies. And, and then, that's playing uh, in IMAX. I think Apollo 11, which Jonathan has already seen, but is uh, out nationwide and is getting some of the best reviews out of any movie which has come out this year so far, uh, which I'm pretty excited to see. So those will probably be some of the movies we'll talk about next weekend if you want to get sort of follow along the conversation with us a little bit better. Uh, As exciting as we are to listen to, even if you haven't uh, seen and have no idea what we're really talking about, (laughs) seeing it would definitely make uh, the experience a little bit better. But yeah, Jonathan said uh, we're going to be a little more consistent into uh, the one uh, episode per week in the future. But thank you for listening to us uh, talk about two pretty weird horror movies, and uh, we'll be back with you next week. I can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. I can't sleep because my bed's on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire. Psycho killer. Yeah.